started from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here. Welcome to Shady Pines Limited Series from Afterthought Media, where three gay men recap the Golden Girls Season 1. This episode, we're recapping Season 1, Episode 13, titled A Little Romance. First, from the podcast Catching Up, please say shrimp <laughs> to Mike Lawson. Hello, Mike Lawson. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you doing, Mike Lawson? Uh, happy to be here. Happy to uh, review this episode. This is going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll give our thoughts in a second. Uh, and also from the podcast Cocktails and Cream Puffs, please say hello, hello to Mister Joey Boohecker. Hello, Joey. You were missed yesterday. Hi, friends. How was it without me? Did Taylor come in and ruin the show? Taylor came in and ruined the show. Got all psychological and whatnot. Oh and, fuck! When you yeah. sent me the message and I was like, oh, I know how that works. Remember how it worked for Donna Sugars. <laughs> well, you know what's so funny is I will say this is mm-hmm. you have to give Boo Hecker this. He hasn't seen the episode in two years and new trivia. He, I would love to see you guys do a dueling Golden Girls trivia off. Which episode? This. Well, yeah, you know what? But Boo Hecker, that is a good, you know, you just brought something up. We should mm-hmm. give you your thought, your, your opportunity to weigh in on uh, what was the episode, Lawson? It was with Gloria. Yeah, she comes to visit. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And tries to take Sophia back yeah. home. It's just simple. I really enjoy that episode. I think there's some, again, it's some great. I think Estelle Getty is one of the most brilliant actresses ever. Mm-hmm. Can we pause uh, for one second? Are, do you have no other time to eat today that you have to do it during the hour that we're recording an audio podcast? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> I mean, no, like I, no, I really don't. I work on the phone all day. Um, um, so it's still work. Um, what was I saying? Uh, so I think again, I think Estelle Getty is one of the greatest actresses ever. I think it's a lot of great Estelle Getty work. Um, between the two actresses who play Gloria, I actually really like this one better. Um, and I and I and again, I just think there's that nice sibling rivalry situation. With her and Dorothy. So I think it's a fun episode. Do I think it's the greatest episode ever? No, but I think it's a lot of funny stuff and, and it's enjoyable. You know what, Lawson? We should, for science, because Boo Hacker didn't hear the episode, so he won't be swayed. We should get his number of cheesecakes for science. Um, what, How many cheesecakes would you give it, uh, Boo Hacker? Let's see if it holds up to what Taylor gave it. I'd probably give it six. Oh, should I change it then in the log? Yeah. I believe you yeah, should. Who the, fu- I mean, who the fuck Hacker's is vote? Taylor? Yeah. What do you say? Yeah, I think that that makes sense. What did Taylor say? Five. Yeah, who cares about him? That it's brings that episode it's up. It's definitely yeah. an earlier episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very interesting that this episode is going to parallel with the one that we're doing um, now. And again, we bring up another one of, those, of the children. So I, again, it's when they're it's definitely filmed out of order. Um, what was the other thing? I I, the one we're about to do, I will tell you. Yeah, I was shocked how much of it I actually knew by heart. You know it by I, heart. 
like a lot of the jokes, like it shocked me actually how much of it, like as they're about to say it, I would say the lines out loud. I'm like, fuck, I really know this one. Yeah. (laughs) My God, I wish I was dead. (laughs) There's, there's so many good ones. And this is, this is a, just a funny comic episode. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know what we'll do? Because Boo Hecker needs to eat. Boo Hecker, do you have the No, ability? no, I'm listening. I'm throwing you on no, me. I know, I know, I know. But here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. You need to eat. You, you've been, you know, working like a dog all day. So go on mute while you're eating. And I'll go to, we'll go to Lawson first and get his opinion on the episode. Then I'll talk. I'll give you some time to eat. Lawson, what was your take? What was your thoughts on the episode? Well, you know what? Let me do the summary. I'll do the summary, too. Let me do yeah, the summary. That gives him time to eat, you know. To- and we also need a handstand progress update. We haven't done that in quite a few episodes. Oh, yeah, we I can do, do, we can do a handstand. Wait, I just to- started Weight Watchers, so I'm a bit bitchy. That's why. <laughs> well, God, I'd hate to see you when you're not bitchy. I don't know. That didn't work. But anyway, uh, you guys get the joke. You know the joke was supposed to make sense, but it didn't. All right, here we go. Rose is ashamed to admit well, hold that her- on. That joke is actually used in the episode that Rose has to go for an AIDS test. Mm-hmm. And Blanche confesses to her and says, I had to do this too. She goes, what'd you do? What'd you do in the meantime while you were waiting? She goes, just kept to myself and I was a bitch to everyone. And Rose said, no wonder we never noticed. Oh, uh, see, there you go. That's the joke. See, we knew Rose would come through. All right, Rose is ashamed to admit that her latest love interest, Dr. Jonathan Newman, is a little person. Dorothy and Rose repeatedly put their feet in their mouths during their initial meeting with him, but eventually come to see him for his wonderful personality. When Jonathan asks Rose to dinner, she's under the impression he's going to ask her to marry him, and she frets about whether she would accept his proposal. Turns out, he's breaking up with her because she's not Jewish. In the end, they all have a laugh, and and then there are a lot of short people jokes in the whole show. All right, uh, Lawson. Uh, now, by the way, I, I want to say this bit of trivia now. The writers, and I'll get their names in a second, the two writers, they're, they're big Golden Girls writers. They wrote a lot of the episodes. Won the Emmy uh, for this episode. This episode oh. won an Emmy for writing for this episode. Um, so, uh, FYI. But go ahead, Lawson. I think it's deserved. I like this Wait, episode what a title? lot. What was the title? Uh, a little, a romance. little romance. Thank you. A little romance. A little romance. A little romance. Um, what? What's the question? I like it. Solid episode. Good. Um, good writing. I feel like all the jokes, kind of like Boo Hucker was saying, are things that I remember from this episode in syndication. Like I certainly have. Uh, it's kept my interest for the full episode on more than one occasion, mm-hmm. um, which I can't say about, a, you know, a ton of the other episodes. So mm-hmm. um, it's a good one. Yeah. You know, I have sort of the same feelings. It reminds me a lot of uh, the episode with the bowling challenge where it's just a classic. We like it when the girls interact and they're sort of the, the madcap hijinks, you know, and uh, this one just sort of has fun. Now, we can talk about the political correctness and whether it's aged well or not, but it's the girls only really doing with each other. It, you know, they 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 make a an attempt at a B storyline. It really is just an excuse for the great gag of Sophia yeah. coming home early and she walks in and the <laughs> audience just writes the joke itself. And those are always <laughs> the best jokes. You know, where Estelle Getty just is just staring at him. <laughs> and you can just see the wheels turning. Dorothy, they, may I see you for a moment? <laughs> yeah, they don't even cash in. Like, she no, doesn't say she, it. She never we, does. 
we just kind of write the jokes in our head. You're right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> really, the only one who makes the joke, Dorothy makes a couple, and then it's mostly Blanche, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, it, to me, it's just classic. When you think of the Golden Girls, you think of an episode like this. And I, that's why I, I don't think the heavy ones, I guess maybe they work in the grand scheme of things, you know, but uh, uh, I like these episodes better than the heavy ones. Yeah, but I wouldn't say this isn't, I mean, I, I it's not the heaviest of episodes, but I wouldn't say it doesn't have some kind of heavy themes. Like she talks about the stigma of dating exactly. somebody um who kind of is different right Mm -hmm. i i think that that's not you know the super light so here's what what i think is interesting i think i do i think this is a great episode i always find it's interesting that they use like the dream trope of like Mm -hmm. rose's dream um i think that's a nonsensical (laughs) walk-on oh i think it's hilarious not nonsensical because gene dixon at the time was the biggest thing ever. Keep in mind, this is the Reagan okay. administration. Well, when we get to it, I'm going to have you then describe how it makes sense to the plot. No, but what I'm telling you is this is the Reagan administration where you have actually the first lady who used astrologers publicly. She was the biggest astrologer around. Every magazine that, you know, the sun and all those tabloids, she was always on the front pages making all these predictions. Um so I think that that was a very normal – she was a very popular face, um, which would fit with the type of character that Rose is, too, that Rose probably read all those magazines. Anyway, not the point. Uh, what I think is interesting is – because I think a discussion we're going to go into is how well has this show – has this episode aged? And I think it's actually aged well. I think what's funny, in my opinion, is – Everybody is PC nowadays, unless it's actually somebody you know or actually a friend of yours. And that's when the PC goes away. So in an intimate environment like this, first of all, I think the girls weren't initially PC because they were caught off guard. Um, But I do think that in this normal environment, if if this was somebody who was your friend, short jokes or, 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 or small people jokes are fair game the same way like gay jokes are fair game or with other gay, you know, somebody who's gay, you know, we call Joe the fat Mexican. I'm, I'm the the short, fat, cranky troll. You know what I mean? So like, I actually don't think that the jokes are anything way off the mark, I guess is what I'm saying. What do you think Lawson? Yeah. I mean, as I'm not a midget, so I, can't speak for i love that you use the word midget midgets that's actually totally on pc by the, the way that you used to, is that true you. yes yeah it's, it's untrue even though i say now it, wait now it's not true midget's not a, an acceptable term now no no it's little person even though i say it all the time to get taylor I, what's one of my favorite things ever is to say it in front of taylor because he gets really upset not upset but he gets befuddled like, oh, 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 you know like, you kind of just made my point though yeah Wait, hold on. I know this episode's going to come out, gosh, not tomorrow, like June or something like that, right? <laughs> or July. But Lawson, I do want to... One of it. us may be dead. Yeah. What if one of us dies before we're done with this? Boo Hecker, who do you think is going to die first? Me, you, or Lawson? Wait, what do you mean the episode hasn't, isn't coming out till later? Well, it comes out once a week. Episode, oh. five, episode five just aired. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. We're on we're on live. People can listen live. Oh, that that's why the residuals are so behind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Lawson, you know, and this so this story's months old. Probably by this point you have an OnlyFans account. But did you actually land up taking <laughs> Did you land up taking the dick pic? What are you talking about? 
D- dick pics have been taken, but I haven't sent any. Oh, really? Mike, you finally took a dick pic? I thought you don't do that. You have to listen to catching up, but yeah. yeah. I don't. Um, I don't have a link. I gave you a link, Boo Hacker. Also, Boo Hacker, I want it. I guess now's a good time to. Um, I just came to mind. I wanted to thank you because for Uh-oh. some stupid reason, I shaved my entire body from my neck down, but. The reason I want to thank you is I understand what you were saying about using kind of like a used razor, not like rusty and gross, but like right. at the end of its days, it worked. It's what I used for kind oh, of a why? lot of sensitive spots. And if you and if you honestly use baby powder or talcum powder instead of water, it glides better. The reason the razor works good is because you don't want a sharp no, you razor don't. that's doing its job really well. You kind of yep. want a lazy razor that's kind of like picking up if it needs to, and then you could kind of like take your time without right. nicking yourself because you don't want to nick down there. Can I tell you, I use Harry's razors usually, and because of all the shows I do, the Golden Girls, and because of the Betsy show, um, my razor, I, I use more fresh razors than not. So I have like a Why stock do you shave pile. your pubes for our show? No, no, no. I'm talking about the Golden Girls when I play Rose. Oh. I, I like to use a very, very sharp razor. So normally a razor from my carriers for me will last like three, four months. I don't have a heavy beard or anything like that. But anytime I do a show, I will use one like a two, three week period just for that. Just for that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a good way to save your razors, although I'm a huge Harry's fan, is, you know, those little, silly, what are they called? Silate, sill. The little things that come with like your shoes. You know what I'm talking about? The things that say don't eat. Oh, yeah. I don't it, know how to pronounce it either. Silicate, psyllium. Anyway, That's if you take name. those, open those up and put those like in a little in a little glass and keep it in your in your um in your uh Medicine bathroom cabinet. or wherever okay. the hell you do it. Shake off your razor and put your razor in there, it'll dry it up and keep your blade from rusting. Oh, huh. And they're very safe for that. You just stick it in there and it takes care of all the extra moisture. It's not poisonous, but I no, mean, like, that's what I mean, you're not sticking it in your mouth. It's topical. Wait, you can oh, it hold on for a second, Boo Hacker. Yeah. Couldn't you just use rice for the same thing? You could use rice, but eventually the rice is going it to, it's not the same kind of chemical property. Which is eventually weird, the because rice Lawson is, is used to sticking things in rice. But go ahead, oh, Boo Hacker, what you okay. What I'm saying is we just throw those little things out. If you say those. Yeah, I got in trouble zinger. for calling someone a midget. Wait, hold on <laughs> oh, for a second. Boy. Keep talking. So wait, give me some information about what's going on with this dick pic while we keep talking. So the guy that I'm kind of seeing. Is he Asian? Um, his He's from India. Oh, really? Well, his family is. Let me try he, this um, again. Let me try this again. Let me try this again. You know, Lawson's used to sticking things in rice. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You could, you have like a soundboard at your fingers. <laughs> That's very much know. I, I'm using a real slide whistle here. Can you just go out with it? Go out with it. What do you mean go out with it? Just go down. Oh, Joe's pants just fell down. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to think about what turned me on. Joey Boohecker's mad. <laughs> that's that's Batanz getting hard yeah. at right, right. Boohecker's pain. <laughs> There's a drink coming by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so wait. So what happened? So you did he act? If you okay? 
When you say yeah. you're interested in this guy, have you just met him online or have you met him in real no, time? We, you're real behind on the times. We, Sorry, we, kid. We, he's like thrown drinks in my face. We've had a dramatic like separation. <laughs> um, we've been <laughs> hanging out since fall of last year. So like okay. a while. So you've had sex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, we've been FaceTiming and he, at the end of our last FaceTime, he said something about how he would like to start sexting a little bit. And so I agreed, but I'm like awkward and anxious about it. So here's my question. Lost in, because, <laughs> here's a trick question. Do you have a tripod? You'll get the best pictures though. <laughs> well, he is a tripod, but here's the deal. Right, I, know, I set it up for you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this isn't my joke, but um, I heard a comedian say something about how his dick is so big he has to send his pics via a Dropbox link. Oh, that no, that was from that was from um, the Justin Bieber roast about Shaq. Shaq's oh, yeah. dick is so big that he has to send <laughs> dick pics via Dropbox. <laughs> uh, but what I was gonna say, Lawson, you're a strict top, you know. And uh, so what? Do, oh wait, 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 wait! Really? <laughs> I mean, yeah. But wow, that, that, that's the most interesting thing I have seen all year. <laughs> wait, wait! There was I a mean, little bit of I'm, shaking of that. I've always seen you as a as a strict top. I didn't know there was some wiggle room there in the verse category. Show our little boys growing up. Yeah. Thirty nine years old, and I shouldn't be strictly anything, you know. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. Here, I'm, I'm just gonna sit here in amazement and watch. Yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on for a second. Let me ask you this: In the past, we've been doing this show for seven years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Zero. I've zero. Okay, so you bought them zero times. Yeah. And I really have no interest in doing it. Why did you say that? Because I don't feel like i should be strictly anything okay. like i'm not All right. what about ballroom let me tell you one of the most interesting things yeah not interesting it'll be the first everything i guess but i bought because i'm really not much of a bottom what? i bought this this eros thing i was trying to find like because i saw these people with these amazing like not g-spot your prostate stimulators and i was like i'd watch people and they're like oh my god this is making them crazy here, I bought a really expensive one. I did buy one that is automatic that I can't find it now. But I bought one originally, a cheap piece of shit one, for like 20 bucks on Amazon. They don't sell it anymore. But it was magical. It changed my life. It actually made me a better top, like because I could fuck for hours with it. I, I think the inside of me is just kind of crooked and fucked up, maybe. Maybe that's the issue. <laughs> but it was the greatest thing in the world. I knew we bought them for everybody. <laughs> And I'm sorry you didn't, because now they're no longer available, you're saying? I can't find them. And it's just, just it's, was. What's going on? Why did we just lose audio? I was like, I don't f- anything. Oh, wait, Buhek, I, I didn't get that. Buhek, I think you Skyped that. What were you saying? I, can you hear me, Mike? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't. But I if said, I can't hear you, it doesn't go on the audio. So what, uh, I'm sorry. I said the one that I spent $75 on was, like, useless. It, it feels like nothing, and the one they spent like sixteen or eighteen dollars on is the greatest thing in the world. I could say the same about my dates. Right, right. Thank you. <laughs> oh, really? The cheaper ones want to try harder. <laughs> True in sex toys, also. Huh. Where were we in this episode? What's <laughs> well, 
we're still talking about Golden Girls, right? Anyway, I think this is a very, very funny episode. Um, but I don't, I don't know how much I think it. Like, I think the only thing that didn't age well is the word midget. Um, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Don't, don't try and stop me, Horace. This is the 1994 production, right? No, the Carol Channing. Yeah, 94, right? No, the original, original party recording. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry, just couldn't tell. She, I mean, she played that role until, like, she was just, could barely walk. She, she was amazing. I got to see her last performance in New York. Oh, you did? Uh-huh. Hmm. And how was oh, Wait, are you going to do handstands for his patents? Oh, yeah. Hold on. Should I get the whistle ready? <laughs> it's an audio medium. <laughs> so we'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. Good idea. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to this episode. So uh, now, Lawson, you're kind of a PC guy. Was it the, the until uh, you get him alone? True, but uh, <laughs> but uh, did, did did the did the short jokes bother you at all? No, I think the short jokes were handled really well. In it fact, they even, they even had the – it was written into the script that he kind of, like, understood that there were moments where the women were getting uncomfortable and he was enjoying that they were tripping up on words and, yeah. you know, feeling some heat when they put their foot in their mouths and stuff. He was quite a popular uh, popular as far as that genre actor um, in the 80s. He worked a lot. Yeah. I wish I could talk to a midget to see if those kind of jokes bothered them. Boo Hecker, what were your thoughts on this episode? I've worked, ha ha ha, I've actually worked with a lot of um, little people. Little people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think. On the Lollipop Guild? Yes, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wonder sometimes if they just went along with the jokes because that's information written for them. I mean, like. I think when you're an actor, let me put it this way. Yeah. When you're an actor, you understand your type and you can't get angry about that. Like if you're like Chrissy Metz. Yeah, Mr. Bojangles. Nothing. Nothing. But if you're Chrissy Metz, I think you need to understand. Who's Chrissy Metz? Isn't that her name? Whose name? I don't know. That actress. Isn't it Chris, Christy Metz, the really heavy actress on... Oh, the fat girl from uh, the, uh, the 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 circus one? The Greatest Showman? Or the one from uh, the one where the guy dies? This Is Us? This Is this Us? This Is Us, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I think you become aware of who you are and what your body type is, and I'm sure, like, him as a young man was told, like, you want to be an actor? Well, there's a limited amount of roles for you. Like, he's not going to play the boyfriend. He's going to play the specialty character. Even now, I think that's true. I mean, tell me anybody who who do who do you see that's either a dwarf or a little person, which are two different things. But name me a um a, a normal show that has a, a lead character. Like, well, that's a bad example because Game of Thrones. But yeah, <laughs> beyond that, how often is that though? But even yeah, though, you're right. he, but even then, he played that specialty character. You know what I mean? Well, and it, it was a dwarf. He was. He was. It was made a big. It was major part of the script. He wasn't just a normal person. It's not like you see ER and a dwarf walks by. I think with the like um, mainstreaming or mainstreaming the invention of like CGI and stuff now, we don't even see like 
those kind of actors in like puppet roles or like as Ewoks or, you know what I mean? Like there's not even really a need for that. Another popular one is the guy who does, uh, who was, he, uh, he's done a bunch of stuff. I think he was the actor who did Leprechaun, but I could be wrong, but he also did all the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Or Warwick Davis. Yes. Yeah. Who's on the, he, the Ricky Gervais thing, right? Is that the same guy? I think so. I'm just saying that it's mm-hmm. it's you're you're you still are a novelty role even now. Yeah. So I mean, before we say like, oh, this didn't age well. I mean, it still is true. And let's be honest: when you see somebody who is a dwarf or a little person walk by, tell me you look a little. You don't mean to. It's just an automatic reaction. I'm going to tell you something right now. And if you don't believe mm-hmm. me, I will get this fucking goddamn friend of mine, Mercedes, on here. We've talked about we talk about this all the time. When my friend Adam De La Pena got married. He got married up north in a town called Burlington. You know this Burlington, Lawson? Yeah. Yeah. And it was at a hotel in Burlington. And when we first arrived at the hotel, we were walking into the hotel and uh, from the parking lot. And we noticed, we started to notice weird things, right? Like uh, there was like a table that had a phone on it, but there was like a little step stool. And then um, w- when we got to the elevator, we just saw like a st- Dick hanging by a string. We didn't understand what that meant at first. We were like, "This, this is very odd." Hotel. And it was a big hotel, like Marriott or something. Like that. We were like, "It's very odd." You know, like what? That's bizarre. We were seeing things all over the place. Oh, there was a convention. There was a Little People of America convention at the same time as the wedding. So anyway, the point I'm getting at. So we, we, we laugh about that, yada yada yada, right? So now we're going to the wedding reception and we're going down the elevator. This midget gets in the elevator. Let me tell you what, right? Little person. Well, I'm, I'm specifying midget because I know there is a difference. Where a dwarf... No, there isn't. There's a dwarf and a little person. A midget dwarf, is playing. A dwarf has like the uh, the over the giant head and all that stuff, right? And a midget. Correct. And a midget, everything's in proportion. Uh, yes, but they, yes, but they haven't liked that since like the early 70s. Little person. Okay, so this little person gets in. And he's like probably 30 years old. I am not joking. He was one of the fucking hottest people ever. Like, it was imagine like Brad Pitt Fight Club era. He was he was coming from the pools. So he had no shirt on, ripped, but it was just smaller, small. But it, but it wasn't out of proportion. It was just you're seeing a little Brad Pitt. Now, a friend I, of mine's husband's a dwarf. I have no desire for you to call Mercedes. Yeah. But were you saying that she could verify that the convention happened? Don't call her. Don't call her. I'm calling her right now. She probably won't answer. Oh, I don't want to hear. I don't want this. I she, want nothing she, to I'm, do I'm with this. You I'm, not like Mercedes? I'm she, shutting down. But I'm just you like, like she's Mercedes? not going to answer. She's not going to answer. No, it's just Does Mike have a problem with Mercedes? I don't know. Do you have a problem with Mercedes, Mike? She, no. Is it because Mercedes right now is in her mansion? But, or uh, one it, of her three I'll, homes I'll, I'll message her. we're all dying. Can you just confirm that we went... Joe, just for the record, Joe, of all the stories you've told, this is one of the least for our fetches. Like, you know, when you're dating hot twinks from a distance, those things we don't believe in need confirmation. Like, I didn't even get to ask my question. So, like, all oh, go of ahead. What's your really question? Go ahead. What Would she question? be able to confirm that the convention happened, or will she confirm that this guy is the hottest guy on the do you know what I mean? Like that's all my question. Was. Oh, okay. I, I can I can answer that for you. I don't know whether she would speak to um, who's who he talking to? Of the dog. Oh, get out of here. Um, <laughs> what what I'm saying is, 
she may not uh, say he was the hottest person ever. Like, in other words, the way I just said he was. But she would agree that an attractive midget got on the elevator. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I talked to a, a little person on Tinder before for a little bit, but it was, a, I don't know. Adam yeah. Burns fucked a guy like that. Oh, I know. He mentioned it on Throwing Down. He's, yeah, he's had sex with it. And I think he liked it, right? He was like a big fan. Yep. Was he fucked by the... No. No, Adam Burns is a top. Ish. I know, shocking, right? Yeah, I, I don't it's know. It's more because he's so fucking uptight. <laughs> and then it's funny if the thing just goes one direction, Joe. <laughs> Comedy notes from Joey Buhacker. <laughs> Someone's got to help him. <laughs> so anyway... uh. Okay, how did we get on this? Oh, you were saying something about I don't remember what it was. All right, so let's so let me let me let me let's start to wrap this up here. Boo, I don't like these shows to last longer than thirty minutes. Boo Hacker, would oh. you date a little person? Probably not. Yet Kevin did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so weird. And uh, Cam dated out of his species. So let's just move forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait what is okay thank you <laughs> what she said uh, let me see if you can read this here sorry i was at the pool what did it say there it says adam de la pena little people of america convention yeah um so okay so um what were we talking about Boo Hacker would date a little person. Would not. Or would not. I feel like I would, but like... You'd rip him in two. A lot of things would have to be kind of really good to... You would destroy him. Oh, oh, yeah. Lost, oh, if Lawson did it. Oh, my God. I guess the picture of one of them who's a sword swallower, because that's all you'd see. You know what it would be, Boo Hacker? I'm, I'm, this is going to be really gross. <laughs> if Lawson, would you? If Can you Lawson, imagine those little hands on that? If Lawson... Came, if Lawson came inside of him, he'd be spitting up the cum because it'd just go right up his throat, out of his. Throat. Okay, you took it from somewhere we could have kept. Ben haha to. Would Literally. you, Batance? You know, I hate to say there'd be degrees. It depends. It depends on how little they are and how young they are. Eventually, yeah, people be like, he's with a child. Right. <laughs> right? Well, Again. like Again. For, somebody, for somebody who carries around, even if it's in jest. This, uh, this kind of like uh, stereotypical like man who dates younger men. <laughs> like, have you bring home somebody who's like three foot tall? Yeah, eh, I don't know, Joey. Like he's in weird. my pocket, and he's like, "Hello, everybody." <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> okay, they don't talk. Anyway, as the executive vice president of Nambla, do you have anything to say? You know what's so funny is, like, you know, it's one of the things I've said is that consent is sexy to me, you know? And well, so, good. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, well, well like, no, even, even like in, like, for instance, my friend John Paul, he likes those, like, rapey porn. I can't even watch rapey porn or anything like that, right? Yeah. And, um, like not even as a fantasy. It doesn't, even, it doesn't even satisfy me as a fantasy. Not even as a fantasy. Yeah, Mike and I like it. I, oh, dude, that's true, Lawson. You like it as a fantasy? No, I mean I don't. 
No. He doesn't not like it. It's not like something I seek when I'm looking. Oh, I it. never seek it. It's great to find it. No, no. If I find it, it's it's done. I can't. I just can't. Anyway, um, it's the same thing is like guys under 18 don't do it for me. Mm. Yeah. All right, good. That got through to you. Okay, let's go to the references. I just want to say hello to like all the jury members that are hearing this in Joe's defense case. (laughs) I'm telling you, there's seven years of podcasts that they can be used as evidence. No, this is Exhibit K in his like defense. It will never happen. It will never happen because that would never ever happen. I mean, literally zero (laughs) percent. You must be going through withdrawal now that you're not teaching classes. No, ugh, God. You know, that's the other thing, too, yeah. is, like, familiarity breeds contempt. Ugh, <laughs> no, thank God, no. Uh, okay, time for the references. Okay. Uh, there was a joke about Cheryl Teagues and Sears. I don't remember what the exact joke was. You, Booker, you told us you memorized the script. What was the joke about Cheryl Teagues and Sears? I don't remember exactly, but the, what the response was, oh, yeah, and Cheryl Teagues buys her, actually buys her clothes from Sears. Okay, there you go. I looked it up. In 1980, Cheryl Teagues launched a signature line of clothing and accessories for Sears, the first retail venture by a supermodel. The Cheryl Teagues collection neared $1 billion in sales by 1989. Teagues was credited so, with helping the retail chain's 1980s turnaround and once again appeared on the cover of Time, this time for a cover story titled Sassy Sears. Yes, Rebecca. So the significance of that is on two levels, because keep in mind, before this time, it was not, I'm not going to say before the time, but the 80s was a time that many um, actors, movie stars, mostly movie stars, or, or, or TV stars were starting to do endorsements. There used to be a very big line between people who did commercials, and usually that's at the beginning of your career. Mm-hmm. And then later in your career, you didn't do commercials or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the 80s was like this time that it began to be okay. And I'm trying to remember, there was some movie star that it wasn't John Crawford. I feel it because- goes in waves, though, because remember like when um, Isaac Mizrahi started selling, selling shit at Target and people were like, the other fashion designers looked down on him and he did yes. like $1 billion or something. But like- I mean, as far as endorsements from celebrities who were big celebrities, it was the 80s that that stuff started happening. Now, this reason that this, this shape, this Sears thing with Cheryl Teagues was also a big moment. Because that was when celebrities were starting to have their own clothing lines. Um, soon you had the Kathy Lee Gifford line or the Jacqueline Smith. Is it Jacqueline Smith? Am I thinking the right one? That's right. But, yeah. yeah Kathy that, that, Ireland. Again, yeah. This, this was the beginning of that. Because, you know, the supermodels wear this. Of course I'll wear this. Yeah, yeah. It was a great it was a great ploy. Go on, I'm sorry. No, all right. And then there's a really dumb joke, and there's not much to it, uh, where something maybe again, Boo Hecker memorized the script, something about the something since the Ford Falcon was discontinued or something like that. And I can tell you the Ford Oh, that color. That color hasn't been available since the Ford meaning the her hair color. Yeah. Yeah. Um Wasn't the Ford Falcon like in the seventies? No, he got, literally 1970, it got ceased production. And then we started talking about Gene Dixon. Gene Dixon walks in the room. Lost, I think it was supposed to be nonsensical because it was a dream. But Yeah, uh, it just did nothing for the plot. It was like made no sense. But I could see Betty White's character being one of the people who would who would read those tabloids and read her predictions, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, but what I'm saying is – 
at the time, and this is a very 80s kind of thing, Gene Dixon would have been a very funny kind of Letterman-esque character to bring on the show randomly. Like, it's just seen as absurd yeah. to bring but on Gene But they could Dixon. have given her, like, a plot point. Like, she didn't do shit to anything. No, it she was walked just, in. Yeah. She, she wasn't made, an actress either, though. Keep that in mind. <laughs> she made fun of herself. She, like, talked about how, like, she knew Rose knew or she knew something that Rose was going to say yeah, or something. She was, she was psychic. She started to give fake predictions about celebrities. How do you know? <laughs> and they asked, um, hey, give us a real prediction. She's like, I don't know anything about it and left. That was it. Yeah. But it I kind of wanted to see Dr. Ruth, right? Yeah, but I think it's one of the things where it would have been a gag to see Gene Dixon just do a walk-on like that, like a weird cameo. But, you know, um, I was reading about her. I knew she was, like, Boo Hecker's right. She was all over, like, on Donahue all the time. She was always on the talk shows as, like, the psychic to she the stars. She was the Sylvia Brown of that time. Yeah, and she had predicted – her big claim to fame was that she predicted Kennedy's assassination, right? Okay. Um, what's funny though, is if you look up her Wikipedia article, I guess in some book she wrote, I, I noticed this today, and I don't even know if anyone's who's looked at you know the Gene Dixon's Wikipedia entry forever, but that uh, she uh predicted that in 2020 humanity would be wiped out by a cataclysmic event, and I was like, Ooh. yeah, Olivia I'm, Brown also made a prediction on that. Are we sure of this? Like, because I've yeah, seen it's actually in her book. It was actually in her book. The Sylvia Brown one, yeah. But every, everyone's and commented at the time when Sylvia Brown did it, like uh, the flu, like the pig, like the, the the swine flu was a big thing or something. Let me say this: a blind squirrel, even a blind squirrel can find a chestnut. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I, I don't. That I'm not saying she didn't yeah. do it. I just don't know the reality of it. Is well, I think you just throw enough shit at the wall, then like something. Sticks. Wouldn't it be nice if like people were psychics that really existed, though? Well, you know what's so funny in the Wikipedia article, uh, some sort of sociologist or psychologist or somebody with an ist at the end coined a term called the Gene <laughs> Dixon effect, where he mm-hmm. said people only remember when the one or two times they're right and forget all the wrong uh, predictions. Oh, sure, you yeah. know. And so uh, maybe that's it too. But uh, then, really, yeah, huh? there's an interesting Penn and Teller bullshit episode on kind of this type of stuff and mm-hmm. how our brains want to connect dots that aren't sure. necessarily connected and make logic out of stuff. It's interesting. And yeah. this was a time period, the late seventies, early eighties, that everybody was into transcendental TM, and they were into crystals, and they were big into. What does psychics. TM stand for, Boo Hecker? Transcendental <laughs> meditation. Okay. Anyway, let's do the, let's go to the cheesecakes. Uh, let's start with Boo Hecker. Oh. Boo Hecker, how many cheesecakes are you giving this? Oh, I really kind of liked this one, but it's not the greatest. But I'm going to actually go out because I think it's funny and well written. I'm going to give it an eight. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Lawson, where are you falling this? Um, is it weird that I want to know? I I'm between seven and eight. What are you, what are you at? I'm between seven and eight. Like I'm between seven and eight. Okay, I'm going eight. Okay, then I'll go seven. Deal. <laughs> Done. So that really brings it up to a tie with the bowling episode. It's a 23. Oh, really? I think the, I think the writing and the execution in this is really great. I'll be honest with you, which is funny because I just defended it. I think what didn't make it an eight for me was that dream sequence. Oh, I don't think the dream sequence was the best part. I think the yeah. dream sequence could have been better. Yeah. But it's interesting because this. Okay. So here's the things that I love about the dream sequences. It was definitely out of Rose's mind. Because if you notice, 
like how Blanche and Dorothy were acting, you know, like when they would giggle and they'd do this, like this was her creations of them. It wasn't them normal. I huh? okay. This was my interpretation. It's so funny that you say that because there's a walk on by um, legendary uh, little actor Billy Barty comes on playing Rose's dad, right? And I interpreted especially Blanche's behavior as being very uh, Glinda the Good Witch of the whatever, and uh, being very Wizard of Oz, like that style of Wizard well, of Oz. I, I felt that kind of, but but they but I think they were. A little more giddy. I think it was an interesting choice of Sophia in that prayer robe. But I, I think they just kept playing the absurdity of it. True. Yeah. But I do enjoy it. Um, there was something else on that episode. Do you know what's one of the things? And it's and it's very interesting, especially now with everything going on with the COVID situation, how we look at stuff and obviously new normals are being created. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking as as Sophia was packing her luggage, I was like, God, those were the days when you could throw anything anywhere in your suitcase mm-hmm. and you knew you weren't going to like get patted down and have to go through a whole procedure. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I always thought was odd was when when like Sophia, who's like 82, is going away on a plane. And instead of Dorothy being like, my mom, I will take you. I will miss you. Rose is like, I'll take her. She's like, oh, thanks. No, yeah. Bye, mom. I was thinking that the exact same thing because the episode before, Dorothy's like, I can't let her out of my sight. I love her so much. She's like, mom, blah, blah, blah. Next episode, Phil's taking her. And she Bye, won't bitch. even drive her to the airport. Again, and also, here's this the thing, too. This is an earlier episode. Yeah, also, here's the thing. And Lawson gets mad when I talk about this shit, but I'm going to say it right now. Yeah. You're telling me Sophia decides to leave early from her son's house. For whatever reason, because the because the except when they're graduating, flies back to Miami, tells <laughs> no one, doesn't tell a soul, doesn't call Dorothy and say I'm coming home early. They're co- I mean, right. I know they did it for the joke of her, like everyone being surprised when she walks in the door, but no one's there to pick her up. Like she just shows up on an eighty something year old woman shows up unannounced. You know, see, she- I I go back and forth with that stuff because I'm like I remember back then long distance was a fucking nightmare, like carrier wise. I remember like back in, in that time period, like my aunt lived in New York City, which is so not far from Buffalo. But like at Christmas, we'd all pass her on the phone because oh, she's long distance. We have Aunt Terry on the phone, long distance. Well, you know Lawson's, what I mean? Lawson's favorite commercial. Lawson, go ahead. What? Lawson loves that one eight hundred collect commercial. Was how do we beat the boy? It's not long distance, though. That's collect calls. Same thing. <laughs> not the yes. same thing. So we're done. Yeah, M- Lawson. Thank you so much for being a friend. Thank you guys for being a friend. Boo hacker. You guys are wonderful. It's so wonderful being with you all. Uh, next time we talk, we're oh, going to yeah. be talking about season one, episode fourteen, which is called "That Was No Lady." Okay. Dorothy's latest boyfriend gives her a shock when he tells her he's married. Ooh. Oh, he comes in the show later. He's a recurring character. Oh, by the way, uh, really quick little—it's not that important. The waiter in the restaurant. Yep, he comes back later as an, a waiter again, and then again as a doctor. FYI. Well, good for him. He worked his way up. He worked yeah. his way up. Thank you for listening to Shady Pines, a limited series from Afterthought Media. You can find Mike Lawson on Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. That's M-R-M-I-K-E-L-A-W-S-O-N. You can find Joey Buhacker on Facebook. Uh, Joey. And last name B-U-C-H-E-K-E-R. And you can find Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. 
Shady Pines is an Afterthought Media podcast.